0: Hello and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Welcome to you once again from our little humble abode over here. We have been working really hard or hardly working. I don't know. It depends on the day and who you're talking to, I guess. But to get our studio up and running a little bit more effectively, because, you know, doing our podcast is really something that we really enjoy. And it's something that we really invest a lot of time and money into.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So we've been working on that the last, what, 500 a weeks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, since the beginning, it's been a work in progress. But uh, here in the last couple of weeks, we've gotten a few things done that felt like really needed to be done probably a long time ago. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, don't Chrissy. One of the cool things is, is that the way we have set this up. One side of my office is my uh, therapy office. The other side of my office is my is our recording studio. Podcast studio. <laughs> Which is kind of cool because what it also does is it really helps with uh, the sound and stuff, you know, so that there's more privacy even for my clients. But, you know, as we've been doing this, one of the things we have realized is there's a lot of stuff that goes into a new venture. And with that comes some anxiety. True. Excitement. Mm Mm-hmm. Anxiety, no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the reason why is because we talk about what does that really look like when you conceptualize a project? You know, whether it's starting a podcast, smart starting a small business, starting a degree plan, starting a relationship. It's a process, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this has been a, an interesting process for us.
2: It has been. And I think that, you know, we talk a lot about baby steps and things like that. And the stuff that we do, we always try to weigh how that impacts what we're doing in the moment. I think that we always try to see if we're in alignment with the goals that
0: we are hoping to achieve. Well, and I think you said something else, too, when we talk about that alignment. And sometimes, you know, you'll be there and you'll be thinking about something, thinking about something, and we do that often, you know, and then it's like all of a sudden an article shows up or there's this serendipitous thing that happens.
2: Yeah, I think those are the signs, really, that show when you are in alignment with your goals. I think that a lot of times we've had to sit down and talk about prioritization and make sure that the next step that we're making is in alignment with that overall goal because it's easy to get distracted by things. I mean, there's things that you want to do. We love to go to concerts. We love to do a lot of different things, but we have
0: learned to prioritize some of the stuff that we do. And I think that's really the big thing is I think that sometimes when, when you're starting a venture, it doesn't matter who it is, but I think when you start it, what happens is you start to think, I have to give up stuff. I think people go to that place, well, yeah, I want this, but how do I have this and not get rid of this? And I think that's been a thing, but I think it really it becomes, I think in the conceptualization of that is oftentimes it's kind of like the person who goes to college. You know, you were reading an article today on that young lady who, her conceptualization, she knew what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And she's, what, 20? I don't know how old she is now. I
2: can't remember exactly. She's like in her 20s or 30s or something like that. And she's set to retire
0: pretty uh, already.
2: <laughs> she's got, been working to be in alignment with that goal so that she could have a re- an early
0: retirement. But she also realized that some of the stuff she was doing was already prepping her for this. You know, she traveled to around, I can't remember the country she was in. Australia
2: and some different places.
0: And got to go there, work there, did that. So she had life experience, but she was always putting aside.
2: She was always putting aside. And for her, the long-term goal was more important than even, you know, like she talked about her living situation. She would choose to be in a home with roommates and that so that she could put aside savings in that. And that was her prioritization for that time
0: so that she could get to where she needs to be. And that's the thing. It's being able to know what those priorities are for everybody. And for everybody, it's different.
2: And being able to know what you can accept in that amount of time, because we've talked about that as well. Some of our goals and things like that. There are some things in the moment right now that we really don't want to compromise on. You know, it's you know, we've read different articles about people living out of their vehicle to pay off student loans and things like that. And that's great if that works for them, especially if you're a single person. A lot of times that, you know, I think is a choice that you can make. But if, you know, you're starting off with a family and that kind of thing, living out of a van is probably not going to be.
0: I don't know. That might be quite <laughs> the adventure for the kids.
2: <laughs> well, it could be. Yes.
0: But could you imagine being with a family in that type of quarters? Whoa. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I guess that's why you park and you have all the great outdoors to let them out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go run and be free, you know, kind of mentality. That's, I think, what it would be. But, yeah, we talk about those things. We talk about what it is that we're willing to compromise on and what we're not willing to compromise on. And I think those are conversations that have to be had. If you're single, you just figure it out. You know, when I work with people who are single and they're looking and how do we get from point A to point B, There's some very simple steps sometimes that they have to do and baby steps even at that. Mm -hmm. It's when it starts getting closer to what they're wanting that the steps seem a little bit harder or it's like people get more afraid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it's starting to be more real.
2: Well, and the decisions that you're making are impacting more people, because if you are single, I mean, you know, it's one thing to a single person to be living off of ramen noodles. But when you have an entire family, you might have to look at Hamburger Helper.
0: Exactly.
2: Something (laughs) like that. So, I mean, you have to weigh all those things.
0: And, you know, I think the thing is, is what I like, I feel like we do really well most of the time when you're listening. (laughs) I'm always listening. What do you mean? (laughs) It's just if she likes what I'm saying, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we really do well with talking to each other and sitting down and talking about what does that look like so that we're both picturing the same stuff. Because oftentimes I'm telling you, when I'm working as a therapist, it freaks me out. And when I'm talking to couples and I'm in there thinking, I'm sorry, are you two on the same page here? Because none of what you're saying, your goals do not, there's no matching up. They're like two opposites or and I'm there like I can see why we have a few problems here.
2: Exactly. And I feel like that you and I are fortunate in that we are on the same page a lot of uh, the time. And we do like to bounce ideas off of one another. If you're a person going into this singly, you know, your own it's your own venture, I understand. And I think that you do need to find those people that are your soundboard for you to help you make some of those crucial decisions when you're moving forward and realizing those, each those little steps, how valuable they are. I mean, we've been realizing that, I think, with the podcast, you know, just the things that we've been doing, that's forward motion that may just seem small, getting some of our our sound equipment where it should be and all of that.
0: Well, and I think the other thing that's important is that when you get to that crossroad where maybe the things aren't matching up, you might not be as far apart as you think, But you won't know it until you have those conversations. And I think that's one of the things that we do. Even, because I'm going to tell you all right now, earlier we were doing some sound stuff, some soundboards in here, and we had a moment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not listening. (laughs) See, she admitted it. And y'all heard it.
2: (laughs) Somebody wasn't listening.
0: (laughs) I don't know who that was. You know, but one of the things is, is, then we had to pause and take a moment because at the end of the day, we both realize that we want the same thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you want the same thing, but you will, maybe your paths look a little different. Mm-hmm. But it's how do you have those conversations where you can help the other person understand how you're seeing that path, then listening how they're seeing that path, and then how do you bring it together? Mm-hmm. Because I'm telling you right now, sometimes. I think we've agreed never to put furniture together again, ever. Mm -hmm. We'll pay nine hundred thousand dollars for that crap because it turns ugly with this. We have two very different ways, Mm -hmm. and then she's there like, you do know you're the one with dyslexia. Maybe you need to listen to me (laughs) because
2: I'm the one looking at the
0: directions. (laughs) (laughs) I admit I don't look at directions because that just—I can't do it anyway. (laughs) I do everything by feel and see. But see, we, yes. (laughs) But see, the cool thing is, is that we've come to that realization that that is one thing we're not going to compromise on because it turns, it's not very pleasant.
2: Yeah, no, we'll hire a friend to
0: put that furniture together. Thank you, Sylvia. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But those are the things that I'm talking about because we have such different approaches to that. And then if you can't come to an agreement on it, that's going to be a, a really happy agreement for you, (laughs) semi-happy, cordial, anything like that, look for something else. Mm -hmm. But that's all that process of trying to figure this out.
2: And also sometimes it's walking away from the moment that you're, you know, you're looking at something and and it's causing you this trouble. Just walk away from it for a little bit.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Because sometimes, you know, often we will sit there and we will try using the same solution. Every time we try it, it's not working. But then we get all upset and we get all anxious. We get all of these things instead of, like you said, walk away, come back with a new perspective. And you can often, and then they're like, oh, well, why didn't I do that? Or sometimes you just talk it out. And I feel like that's something that is important. Bounce ideas off of people. Yes. I have the best job in the world, I think, because that's all I do all day. It's a matter of bouncing ideas off of this other person who's sitting across from me. Sometimes they'll listen. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes they feel like they should listen. Sometimes they feel like they don't have to. It doesn't matter. It's wherever they're at at that moment and whatever resonates with them. And I think that's what it is when you're starting projects or you're doing stuff and, or you're having that anxiety or, you know, you're feeling overwhelmed. Whatever it is, find that person you can bounce those ideas off of mm-hmm. because I feel like sometimes – They give you a different or a fresh look at it, a different perspective on it. And then you sit there and realize, yeah, that was pretty good.
2: Yeah. And well, I think that it helps you to weigh the pros and cons about, you know, maybe every step of the process. It's all important, but sometimes knowing the order of those things will help you out. It was like, you know, when we started this venture, we knew that we needed sound equipment and things like that. So that had to be a priority, you know the way to make that happen and have that sound interface and all of that stuff that we had to get set up. But that was priority for this job, or, you know, I call it a job. But
0: but it also caused us anxiety because we didn't understand it. So what we did, what most people do, we procrastinated just a little bit because it was this thing of we felt it was bigger than it was. But then when we actually just sat down, worked together, YouTube is wonderful. You know, Google, all those things. There's all these resources out there.
2: And there's also a lot of information out there. So, Mm -hmm. But when you start seeing the things that overlap, when we're researching and, and things like that, and we get an idea of what direction to take, and like you were saying about bouncing ideas off people, I think that when you talk to them and you're presenting that information, it helps you to make a
0: better decision. And how many out there, you know, when you started a new venture... How good was it when those people that came and supported you? What a wonderful feeling because then it made you kind of validated what you were doing. It meant something not only to you but to other people. That's another thing. If you have people out there who are doing stuff, get out there, support them. Mm -hmm. Do what you can to lift them up. And also understand it's one of those things where, you know, that person can also help you out.
2: Yeah, and a lot of times you have to realize your resources because you have friends that their professions have helped them
0: to have experience and things that might be helpful to you. Sometimes we have to make sure we don't let pride or ego get in our way. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that's what it is. And I see it, as you do, uh, particularly in business and stuff like that. And I tell people, if people don't have to reinvent the wheel, don't make them. Mm -hmm. If you can help them, and I really liked when Parissa said that, you know, when we did the interview with uh, Persa, that was such an amazing thing when she said she wanted everybody to be successful, too. It's not a secret. And I've always loved that in my profession because the team, I call it a team, but the women that I've worked with, we don't sit there and make somebody go do something, figure it out on their own. If we have the resources, we share those resources. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so important. Share. Take time. That's that thing once again. But they don't know you have the resources or that unless there's communication that is happening. So it's really looking to those people who have sometimes more information than you do. Yeah. You know, one other thing, we, right off the bat, Christy tried editing for about half a second, (laughs) and that was a big, fat no.
2: (laughs) That became a top priority,
0: too. We were like, okay,
2: if we're going to do this, we're going to need an editor.
0: (laughs) And so in came... Raymond. Yeah. And we are so grateful for Raymond because he has been with us from the beginning. So we're really grateful for that. He gets our stuff to us, he listens to it. I always wonder too, he listens to this stuff and I always think, hmm, I wonder what he thinks about all this. (laughs) (laughs) If there's stuff he just sits there and shakes his head, like, woo, it's out there, or hmm, that's kind of interesting. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because when you have that editor, they're listening to everything that you're saying. And they listen to things that maybe get in there that hopefully he cuts out that doesn't make any sense or something. I don't I don't know what an editor does. I just know it sounds good when we get it back. <laughs> right. <laughs> so once again, understanding we weren't going to do this. Mm-hmm. That was outside of our expertise. And the other thing is, is sometimes you'll say, well, you know what, I'll gain that expertise. And I have people who do that. And they amaze me. Mm-hmm. I promise you they amaze me oh, I'm going to learn this, and I'm going to learn this, and I'm going to learn this aspect of this, and I'm. they're like, wow, that's great. I know.
2: We use gratitude in all facets, I think, yeah. and I think that that has been one of the things that, even with this, we are always saying some gratitude statements about our ability to learn new things and, and
0: apply that knowledge in a way that's helpful to us. The other thing is is the gratitude for the people who come in our paths that really are helping with this and to support us, but also whether it's an interview or just those people who say, oh, my God, I've heard your podcast. I really love your podcast or I love this podcast or whatever it is. There's just immense gratitude for that. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing is, though, is that realizing that anytime you're on a venture, when you're trying to do something else, it always involves other people. Oh, yeah. So, because of that, that's why we're always promoting relationships on here, mm-hmm. that connectivity that we have. Because, I mean, if we have one listener, we still connected, yeah. but we still need that one listener. It doesn't matter. So, that's the whole thing is that it's still about relationship building, it's about those connections that we're making. And, you know, we work on that. Sometimes, like I said, we sit down and we have anxiety. And as Jensen Seto says, you know, if it scares the hell out of you, that's when you do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She knows what she's talking about. No. Yeah. <laughs> she does. She's been very successful. Very successful. She's the author of You're a Badass series and mm-hmm. really great series. But that's what I mean. It's one of those things. We read her books.
2: Yeah. Which I feel like inspired us
0: in a lot of ways. Oh, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the ways that I feel like that you kind of know you're in alignment because it... It seems like these things line up for you when you are focused in on what it is that you're that you're wanting to do. And it almost seems like happenstance sometimes, but it's these opportunities, you're able to see them, I think, because you have that clarity, because you're on this venture and you're looking for those little things that tell you that you're on the right track.
0: I really feel like there's so many people out there who, keep doing the status quo, even though it it does not, there's no happiness in it, or it's such a minimal amount of happiness. But then we get so used to that status quo, we get used to doing what's really comfortable for us. Mm -hmm. And that comfort really becomes this little prison that we put ourselves in or this box.
2: The comfort zone is the place
0: that dreams go to die. Ooh, listen to Christy. Her little words are with them (laughs) over here. Don't you love it? But it's true. It is true. It is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. And I understand it. Fear is, once again, this thing that we create in our head. When we talked about starting this, it was like, we just, we're going to do it. And we're going to hope for the best. And we're going to get our little ducks in a row. And, you know, as much as we can. And with what we've done, all those things, those step behind the scenes stuff to make it happen. Every once in a while, we'll come across something that's like, oh, my goodness, I don't know how we do this, or... We
2: get overwhelmed, and then we tend to procrastinate on something. Yeah, we're definitely guilty of that. And I think that even though we've had forward motion, even for a while, with, you know, we've had some great interviews, I appreciate all of the people that have been on, and I feel like that all of that, like I say, is in alignment, but I also feel like that we have procrastinated on a few things that we could probably be advanced from where we are even. But it's that comfort that you find. And, you you know, people do it with their jobs all the time. I mean, it's what you're used to. They may have this idea over here on the side, but they're like, I don't know how to implement this or whatever. It's just those little things that you can start to implement
0: that you actually start making it happen. I'll even have that when somebody's offered a promotion and they're so afraid of the promotion. And I'll look at them and say, y'all know that you've already been doing that job this whole time, right? Mm -hmm. What? Well, everything you're telling me, you're doing this job. You're just not getting paid for it and you don't have the title for it.
1: Right.
0: But it's like that title scares them Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And then it's like they stay, you know, and it's like they will pass up on these opportunities because they don't realize I'm capable. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Or why would they ask me? They're asking you because they see the potential in you because sometimes, once again, when somebody doesn't see the potential in themselves, it creates that problem. And like we talk about that comfort zone, that is happening. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And I think that you can easily get into that rut and then you're just kind of stationary.
0: If you're in a place where you're happy, then you're happy. Right. But I think that even when we're happy, we're still striving for more you know i mean we still want to achieve something more people have their little bucket list of things to do and all of that which i think is great because i think that becomes those are those little goals we you know we call it a bucket list but they're really goals mm-hmm.
2: and realizing there is a it's steps in every but every step is part of the process so it you may not be where you want to be in this moment but realizing that the decisions that you make are it's pertinent to, to the future of what you want that to look like and understanding that even like that girl that I was talking about earlier, how she made the decision to have the roommates and that. So it kept her cost of living down and that kind of thing. So like I said, I mean, that probably was not her goal to be, you know, living with four or five other roommates, but it was part of the process.
0: I think the other thing that happens, too, is that people will be doing something and maybe something doesn't turn out the way they want
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so then it's like they kind of give up. It's like, well, I did this and it didn't work. Well, the great thing is is there are multiple ways to do something to make something work, mm-hmm. but we get so caught up once again in that idea of what something's supposed to be that we don't step away, we don't have those conversations with others, or we go to that place where this is, you know, once again, the word I don't like to use of they feel like they're a failure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they get stuck in that, well, I failed. No, you're just continuing to practice. You're
2: continuing to learn. Those things are all part of a learning process. I mean, the first mics we bought were not the mics we're using now. We figured out from there that, oh, okay, this isn't what we need. So, I mean, there are, you know, just things that you try and, and do, and then sometimes they don't work out, but that's okay. You learned from that, and now you know what you need to do
0: going forward. I think the most important thing is, is when something doesn't work out the way we want it, whether it's relationships, business, I don't care what it is, is you have to look back on it and say, what am I grateful for, for having that experience or for having that person in my life? What am I grateful for? Because how am I a better person or how am I better in business or whatever that is? And I think if people would take more time to do that, they would understand that the value of everything that we do there's a value in it but we get to that place now where people just kind of get to their comfort zone i guess as we call it Mm -hmm. it's not that stuff's not happening in the comfort zone it's just the same stuff (laughs) And not that there's anything wrong with that once again Mm -hmm. but you know and we were talking about this earlier part of our problem sometimes is we get too many ideas
2: yeah, that was another thing that I <laughs> had thought about even with the Jensen Sarah book, because she was talking about, you know, once you get into that creative process, you're going to have nine hundred ideas that come to you, all these different ventures that, oh, yeah, you know, and and some of them are. And realizing that you it still may play out over time. but you have to be patient with yourself and and really get focused about something. And then when you make that happen, it sometimes shows you the how of the next thing that I feel like has kind of been the way it was even with you going into private practice. I mean, you went from being a military family life counselor, and that was great for us. We got to travel around in that and didn't have to actually rent a space. They were taking care of that part of it. So it gave us a little bit of freedom to know where we wanted to be, how things were going to look. And then once you got here to Springs through that job, you were doing contracting. So the the contract work still gave you a little bit of freedom, but it it showed you the structure of that business and how that worked and everything, helped you to progress into a private practice. So all of that was
0: helpful. And, and understanding that the goal was always private practice. Yes. But you know, fast forward, you know what, eleven years. You no, know, 12, whatever. I can't, you know, that's math. We don't do math as therapist. Fast forward, it happened.
2: Exactly. And it was an important part of the process because you think about Mm -hmm. when you were doing the contract work for that business, you were able to build and have that knowledge going forward into a private practice.
0: Well, I also had the flexibility because of the hours I could work and stuff like that. So I had the flexibility to start doing a little bit on the side and a little bit on the side. And and it was one of those things where I had to be patient with it. And I've learned patience. (laughs)
2: It was a stepping stone to where we needed to be for the private practice to come into fruition because at first you were doing only, what was it, two days a week in an office as private practice, but you had the contract that was sustaining us. So that was helpful, and it it had to happen that way in order to build. So. Sometimes the job that you don't want, you don't realize it's building, it's it's creating the next level for you. It's giving you that opportunity.
0: And sometimes it's not not necessarily like the job that you don't want, but it's the jobs that you least expect sometimes that have the most help you with the most movement. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
2: You never know the connections that you make there, all of those things yeah. that play into I,
0: sometimes. I keep saying I am so grateful because through the Military Family Life Counselor. I got to meet Kathy and Kathy Webber and Sylvia Shriver. I already knew Heather because I was her supervisor at a job before. And then she told me, Hey, come be at an MFLAC. Once again, it's that communication. I told her, man, I'm looking for a job and I just can't find crap right now. Mm -hmm. And she says, well, apply, you know, and then I got it. And then, you know, we went over, she went to this other company and then Sylvia was there. And then I went there and then I met Kathy Grunland and, We formed this amazing, you know, then we all went out on our own individually, but we worked we had a suite together and that started a whole other process, you know. So it's all of these things, but it's those connections that we started to make. And each connection provides something different. Mm -hmm. Not one connection does it all. That's why it's important to network. I'm working on that. That's (laughs) no. But that's why it's important to do all of those things. Yeah. And through the podcast, I do much better at networking through the podcast. As a therapist, I don't network in the same way because people come to you.
2: (laughs) Right. And it's a one-on-one engagement.
0: (laughs) Yes. And so with the podcasting, it's been a different thing. And, you know, we've got to meet some really amazing people through it. And I think that's one of the motivating factors. But One of the things we were talking about is all of those ideas. I mean, we are so into ideas and stuff that seriously when we sit down to coffee in the morning, we have coffee every morning together. We're talking about ideas and we're just I mean, it's just firing ideas when we're walking, all these ideas. It's and then sometimes it's like, oh my God, we gotta rein this in, girl. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. You have to realize that too, because sometimes it's not overwhelmed in a negative way. Sometimes it's the passion that is there. And it's spilling over and you're talking to this other person and they're like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, slow down. You got so many ideas. I don't know which way to go next.
0: And the other thing is, is having so many ideas also get in your way because then you're so busy talking about the ideas, you're not doing the work. <laughs> that can happen too. You know, we've been there too. Yeah. But I think that's a thing. It's all a learning process. Mm-hmm. And it's whatever that dream is for anybody. Understand that there's going to be little bumps in the road. There's going to be detours, and you don't realize sometimes that detour is exactly what you need. You know, but sometimes we get caught up with the idea of I'm on this path, and by golly, I'm going to stay on this path. And you know, you stay on the path, and you stay on the path, but the path goes nowhere.
2: Yeah, and sometimes that's really something unexpected. I mean, even like we have talked about how COVID being very unexpected and how it impacted people and choices and things like that. And I think that out of COVID kind of was the whole idea even of starting the podcast because we've wanted to reach out and get back in another way. And I mean, you were already doing therapy even all through that time. But that idea came to us, I feel like, in a time where that we weren't going out and socializing
0: with people as much. Well, I think that's really, uh, you know, we talked about that because we talked about the increased anxiety. We were seeing a lot of that through the COVID pandemic and stuff, and and that I that sense of isolation, right? And so our thing was is let's talk to people about. So if you listen to our earlier episodes, we talk a lot about anxiety, depression, parenting, a lot of those things that you could tell were very much around that whole situation, mm-hmm. and understanding that I felt it was very relevant at that time, Yeah, you know, because, and then we came out of COVID and people were there like, we want to do something. Cooped up, is like, everybody want to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. So did we.
2: (laughs) Right. So, I mean, even incorporating that into podcasting, we've talked a lot about travel and what that does for people. And I love that we've been able to continue on that path and pointing out all of those things that I feel like, make us better versions of ourselves, being able to do that kind of thing or making those connections with other people, which I feel like we've been able to do. We've been, you know, we've traveled and we've had so many interviews of people doing different things and following their passion.
0: And I think that's the other cool thing, you know, and one of the things when we talked about this podcast was what was it going to represent? And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who the person is or what the journey is. It's the fact that they have a story that goes with that journey. Right, And because everybody has a story, and sometimes we're not listening to them. You know, I thought that too, you know, when we, we did a couple of episodes with Bigfoot Expedition people, and it was like, what is that going to be? It was amazed when people listened to it. Yeah. They loved the stories. They didn't realize it. that they're, they're like, oh, Bigfoot, you know, that's kind of out there or whatever, you know, that's why we're called Two Girls in a Pot and Everything in Between, <laughs> because there's a lot of stuff in between. Exactly. (laughs) And I think that's the whole thing. You know, when we're looking at that, Mm -hmm. it's that in-between stuff. Yeah. That sometimes is very relevant. And even as we've been doing this journey, and I think when people stop and think about it, really think about it, they're going to sit there and say, oh my gosh, you know, there is a lot of that in-between stuff that really is relevant. Mm -hmm. It's what helped me to take some steps that I didn't even realize. And it's in sometimes hearing somebody's story that you meet that you're amazed by or moved by or.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, even those stories that people tell are it's inspiring. So, I mean, you listen to those stories and even though they, you know, revolve around maybe Bigfoot or UFOs or things like that, there is that backstory to it that you can see.
0: It's an experience that changed somebody's life.
2: Right. You can see the impact.
0: And because of that, that's that detour mm-hmm. that we have in life. And we have multiple detours. Yeah. People are always tell me, well, you know, about life. Yeah, life comes up and slaps you in the face every once in a while with stuff you don't expect. Yeah. But the thing is, is that even if it does, do you stay down or do you get back up? We've all had that, but I will often hear that, well, I'm going, to my doing stuff, and you know, I'm trying to save money, or I'm trying to do this, and then this happens, and this happens, and I'm They're like, uh-huh, what does that have to do with your path? Mm-hmm. All it means is take a detour, or this is the detour, and you do something else, but we can't That talk with my clients often about complacency. My clients have amazing lives. I am always amazed with my clients, I'm telling you right now, the lives they live through some of the adversity that they've had, how many of them still give back, they're doing things, they're making things happen, regardless of that past, whatever's happening even in this current moment. So it's that journey, it's that whole process, you know, they just come in because they want to keep doing it and be more effective with it or whatever, and you don't need a therapist for that, but you do need some really good friends, some some sounding boards and right. those new relationships, going to those people who are experts in areas that you are not. Mm-hmm. You have to do all of those different kind of things. And I know that for us, sometimes it's been that thing of, oh, crap, where do we find this? How do we do this? You know, and then if we muddle around it enough and can't figure it out, then we're calling in a lifeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're calling a friend, man. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Call a friend. Mm -hmm. Ask somebody. Yeah, sometimes you have to do that. You know, and I think that when you do that, that shows you that you understand, even though it's your project, any project we do, unless it's something very individual to us, which may bring you joy, but I mean, most things in life that we do is going to impact at least one or more people.
2: You want to, yeah, it's usually something that is going to, have an effect outside of you, creating this for a reason it's sort of like you know just recording you you know that other people are going to be listening and that so I mean it's always not just about you
0: no and I think that was one of the things you know because you and I were talking about that today, and I was telling you, girl, we got too many ideas we gotta rein it in and we gotta what are some of the things we've been doing what are some of the things we have to do?
2: what are the some of the things we've put off
0: yeah, there's that too. <laughs> I'm not too proud to admit it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why I tell people we're all the same in some ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes
2: it just seems too daunting, too overwhelming of a task, and it's just simply because we don't know it,
0: you know. Yeah. and But I always tell people, you know, people will tell me that, you know, and especially when I used to work with kids, oh, Miss Sharon, I just can't do that. I don't know how. And I said, honey, you didn't know how to tie your shoes when you first started. You didn't know any of this stuff. I said, Or when they stress going into middle school or high school, um, they're like, y'all didn't know anything when you went into kindergarten and first grade either. But guess what? You managed it. We forget those things. We forget our successes already. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Look back on the things you've been successful at already. Yeah.
2: You have to give yourself some credit. And like you mentioned earlier, even the things that didn't work out, what did you learn from it and bring with you now that you can apply
0: that knowledge And sometimes, you know, it's like something sounds really, really, really good in your head. Mm -hmm. And then you go to play it out, not so good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that is. It's kind of freaky, I think, sometimes, because you you really can visualize it and then, but then you there's variables maybe we don't realize are impacting the outcome. I'm not sure how, I'm not sure what that is. But by the same token, I think that the most important thing is is that having those ideas, realizing that. We're all similar in some ways in that when we're doing new things, we're going to have that anxiety, Mm -hmm. and that's when we really have to sit there and say, this scares the hell out of me, so this is when I'm going to do it, and realize, have that safety net of your friends, family, coworker, whoever that safety net is, to have those people, you know, and encourage those people to support you, Mm -hmm. and we hope that they support you, you know what I mean? Because that support's important for people. There's a lot of people out there really trying or doing their best to, whether it's Etsy or, you know, I mean, there's so many things now, whether it's somebody who's vlogging or TikToking or yeah. <laughs> podcasting, writing. It doesn't matter. Artist, music, they're out there. They're busting their butt and all they want is some recognition that people are saying, yes, what you've done is valuable to me or I see the value in it. That's what I really love about Brandon Moza. He keeps working at that music, and he is so talented. Yeah. He really, really is. And get on YouTube. Listen to some of his stuff. Bimoza, he's talented. Mm-hmm. But work, 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 work. But if nobody's hearing and nobody's listening, especially if you're doing music and things like that, if that's your whole thing. It's kind of like podcasters. Podcasters, it's kind of nice when you have listeners. Mm-hmm. You know, listeners, followers, subscribers, whatever they call it. You know, there's a whole bunch of names for it. that stuff. I, um, They're like, what do we have over here? You know, and but those are the things. Be supportive where you can't think about your friends or family who are doing something in a, a new venture. Support them. If you're starting a new venture, ask for that support too. Yeah, All of those things are important. Remember, this is about connections, relationships. And that's why we love what we do with this podcast. But it's one of those things that we also have to realize, and that's the whole thing, understanding it's baby steps. And like we're learning as we go. You have to have patience with yourself. Give yourself
2: some grace. and realize it's going to take some time to maybe learn whatever it is that you need to make happen. But, you know, it does help having those support systems and that. And we talked a lot about that in our last podcast, inspiring others and just being, you know, that support to them. I think that that is really important. But just also checking yourself and making sure that you're still in alignment with the decisions that you're making right now, that it is in alignment with
0: where you're going and what you want to make happen. And understand, too, if you start a project and it's not for you, be okay with stopping it. Just because you start something and you think it's going to do something for you and it, it falls flat on its face, don't keep doing it because you started, oh, I've got to follow through with this. That's a, you're wasting time if it truly is not resonating with you. If it is not moving you, resonating, inspiring you, sparking that light for you, it's okay
2: yeah, and realizing it's probably not going to do that for somebody else
0: either because you're not feeling it like that, you know? I always love that if somebody says, I'm this, and then they, they're they like, oh, well, maybe I'm not. Well, then who cares? It doesn't matter. Learn from whatever that was. Go to the next thing. Figure out what it is you want to do. Be inspired. Inspire others. But don't do something that is flat and you have no investment in or you don't feel it. Yeah. That to me is... Because if you lack the passion for it, it, it's really not worth your time and energy. I have been so fortunate because a majority of the jobs I've had in my life, I really love them. I really have. I've loved being a therapist. I love what I do. So I don't feel like it's work. What about the logging job? I ain't the old That about killed me. (laughs) Okay, I peeled logs. You know, the old-fashioned way you do, you use this thing and you just peel off because, you know, I guess rich people want it to look authentic. (laughs) I don't know. That's what they all said to me. I did that, and the first day after that, I want y'all to know, I felt like I was a question mark. My body was, and I couldn't move. And so I went, took a bath, and I swear it was so bad. But guess what? I said, by golly, I'm going to conquer this because there was part of it that became a challenge because women didn't do this. OK, but I was out there and I did it as you know, I did it for a while, then ended up moving it or something else happened. So we had to leave the job. It wasn't too bad. The people there were cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you probably got the workout. In oh, too. my
0: God. You don't realize how long 30 foot is until you're log. off. <laughs> 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 that is
1: like, oh, God.
0: so okay well mate that was a little rough but you know i still appreciate it because it taught me something too it taught me that i could do it if i set my mind to it i could do it now is that something i wanted to do for a lifetime hell no (laughs) but i'm grateful for it for when it happened because it was a good time to make some money and stuff and that and that these men said okay yeah we never had a girl apply before (laughs) (laughs) really well i need a job they said yes, so for that I'm grateful. So, you know, once again, it's all these things, these, you know, that was a detour. <laughs> Definitely sounds like a detour. <laughs> Understand, when you start these ventures, there's going to be a lot of things. Reining oneself in, have all those ideas because that's great. Write them all down. Mm-hmm. Writing know,
2: things down, that's really, really important.
0: Have passion about it. Talk to others. Get those people to support you as best you can. Support others. Learn that this is a working relationship. Once again, we cannot have a podcast if we do not have at least one listener. Mm -hmm. Okay? So long as we have one listener, we get to be a podcast. We get this podcast, and we so love it. We're grateful for it. But remember, it's all a process. Mm -hmm. You can choose to stay in that comfort zone if you want. Yeah. Or?
2: Getting focused and, and... keeping in mind that there will be things that will come up, but you
0: just keep moving forward, even if it's small steps. Exactly. So we hope this gave you some ideas and help, gave you a little more insight into even what what little struggles we have, even in these ventures that we take, and understanding that just like everybody else, it's not all smooth sailing. It's a work in progress. And we appreciate the fact for our listeners that you are on this journey with this work in progress Mm -hmm. so we thank you so much for that and we hope that you guys have an amazing week and we will be back next week thank you so much Bye. bye